This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. Morning, gentlemen. <clears throat> What's shaking? Back in the car. One of my favorite places. You are in the car a lot. What do we got? We got a, we got a golf game today? No, I got a doctor's appointment that's like 25 minutes away from my house. So I figured I'd just drive here and do the hour of the show and just go right in. So it's perfect. What's, what's the appointment about today? Is this, uh, is this an uncomfortable one? A drop them and cough type thing or? Oh, it's dentist. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many, how many teeth? I was, teeth, I was uh, eating a piece of, I, I was eating a piece of bread the other day and all of a sudden I hit, chomped on something hard and I'm like, holy shit, my whole back molar, which is, which is a cap totally snapped in half and half of it ended up in my mouth. I'm like, holy shit. And how many teeth? Probably. How many teeth are fake, or do you have all all your all your normal teeth, your real teeth? Oh my god! You're... Probably, probably eleven are fake. What? Yeah, eleven fake. Yeah, all in all in one incident. No, over the years, you know, it was you know it was dumb, and and so back in back in the two thousand. 2003 2004 i decide stupidly because my wife got a brand new set of veneer um teeth from this awesome doctor uh dentist and um i said that's a great idea i should go do that i go out and spend thirty thousand dollars on all brand new teeth while i was still playing a year later smash stick in the mouth chiclets all over the place so those nice pearly white veneers, gone. Thirty thousand dollars later, what an idiot! <laughs> Come on, God, that yeah. could have been one of the stupidest decisions you've ever made. Like, how many hockey hold players? Second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Riv, you know me. That was probably right in the middle of, of stupidity decisions I've made over the years. That was like right in the middle, but it wasn't smart. <laughs> no, no, that's not a smart thing because, uh, no. you know, like I, I don't want to, I don't want to classify the class of player now. And I mean, I, I'm even going to go back 10 years. So when I retired in 2011, 2011, I think 2011, 2012, someone like that, um, I'd be curious to know the players that played in my era. So I started in 95 and ended in 2011. I, I would be very curious to know the number of players in the national hockey league, 700 and like, we'll say 50 players at the time. How many players in the league had lost a tooth or multiple teeth? What, what do you think the percentage of that would be? Uh, I would have to say 60%. 60? I would have to, I would, I mean, because again, you as, think, as, you, as, as you're, as you're moving up, as you're moving up the years, yes, the, less phys- and the less. physicality, yeah, the physicality stops, yep. the, the, the Guys, stupidness stops. You know, visors um, came in. Yeah. Visors are mandatory 
But when did they have that? Uh, so there's certain guys in the National Hockey League right now that are grandfathered in. You know what? Yeah. I think uh, Zidane Chara. Yep. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, there I think might it was, wasn't be. during the lockout. 2004, 2005. Wasn't that the, was not the grandfather kind of year? I'm not sure whether they did. No, that for visors. I feel like it was more recently. I feel like it was like 2012 or something. Maybe even just maybe before. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think it was after I retired. Um, but yeah. now, now there's a lot. Now everybody in the entire league, I think there's only yeah. like maybe three to four guys that don't have, have a visor. Yeah, I think you're exactly which, right. You know what also, which I also think, comes into play? What also comes into play, too, is I don't know what you did, but I never wore a mouthpiece. And so many players always started wore a mouthpiece. With, never wore a mouthpiece. I chewed gum. I chewed gum every game. Never wore a mouthpiece. It was too hard for me to yell at somebody. I never wore a mouthpiece. And, I mean, I, I, I'd say I fought a lot. I've only ever chipped teeth. I've never lost a tooth. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. That's, it's you it's one of the remember, worst. It's one of the worst, one of the worst the feelings ever. 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 One of the worst feelings ever. Getting a chipped tooth and having it, uh, yeah. you, you have that dangle that feeling yeah, that, of breathing, and it's oh. like the just taking a breath is like someone oh. stabbing your mouth. Have you lost any it's, teeth, Craig? Yeah. And you're not going to believe where I lost them too. So I lost them smashed in off a toilet. I, I lost them in Europe playing in the lockout in Finland. Right. Oh, yeah. Those guys are, those guys are tough. They over there, were terrified over there. I mean, a lot of the guys over there. They so, go like this, so, stick yes. up. Soon as I came into piles, because I was just going to start throwing bombs everywhere. And all of a sudden, the sticks come up because they are just, they're trying to survive. And one guy swung around and just, Two handed me right in the wow. mouth, knocked out uh, uh, three of my teeth, and uh, well, I'll tell did you, you this. did you go ape shit or what did you do? No, because it hurt. Like I mean, it wasn't even about the teeth. It was about think about getting think about getting. It was he wasn't trying to two hand me in the mouth. It was I was going into a pile and I wasn't even dealing with the guy who hit me in the mouth. He was dealing with another player, but he had a stick up and it came around and two handed me right in the mouth. And I can just, I can remember my lower jaw. I'm surprised it wasn't broken and maybe it was, I don't, I don't even know. I didn't even get it looked at, but uh, I was just worried about the teeth and I'm going to tell you, it hurt. It hurt. And not, not, not only did it hurt when I got hit, the pain was after the pain because yeah. I had, Awful. I had, my teeth were just completely gone and the roots were hanging out. And I'm going to tell yeah. you this, if you have That's lost your teeth before and you have the, you know, the, the, the nerves, the nerves. Oh, what that's, oh. that's unimaginable pain. Do you guys so. remember, do you guys remember the fight between Bexa and Fisher? And if you haven't seen it, uh, look it up on YouTube. It's Mike Fisher versus Bexa. And Fisher hits him with a perfect right, right in the mouth. And you see Bexa's tooth come out of his mouth but still connected to the nerve and it kind of and back into his mouth. It's like one of the grossest things you've ever seen in terms of, you know, 
what it feels like to lose a tooth. And BX's tooth came out, still connected to the nerve, and snapped right back into his mouth. It was, it was an awesome punch. But I just sat there and I just cringed. I'm like, oh, my God, that is the worst feeling. Ah, terrible. Watching it right so, now as we speak. Yeah, but yeah, you got to watch really closely and Two tough gentlemen right see. there. Two tough yeah. gentlemen. Oh, Bieksa was, uh, I mean, what a what a One of the most, I wouldn't even say underrated, but just sneaky. He's not underrated. He is absolutely well, not an underrated guy. And, and the amazing thing is he's not a real big guy. I would say that he's... I would have to say he's, he's probably a, he's like a, maybe he's a household six name. feet, 205 pounds, may, maybe around yeah. that size, which is not a big guy. Yeah. It's not uh, no. when you're looking at the heavyweights in the league that are 6'5", 240. Kevin Bieksa could have fought anybody in the National Hockey League and, and held and his own. And would have. And, and, and yes, he had and a screw loose. And, he, and, and not and, only, not only and did it, he have that part of his game, he also was a hell of a hockey player. player too. Yes, he was. I love a hockey player. I hated playing against Kevin Bieksa. Hated it. Now, I, I didn't like, I, not, there wasn't too many players where I'm just like, this is going to be a long night tonight. But Bieksa was one of those guys because not only was he tough and played tough and played mean, he looks mean. Now, you see the face on that guy? That guy is as intimidating as hell. And yeah. you, you look at him, you're like, I'm not going to mess with that guy. And he the best played part the, about the right him. way. Is he 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 played the same way each and every game? Yeah, he was he an was, honest player, man. He was an honest player. He was he was a skilled hockey player. He's a beautiful hockey player. Could yeah. add offense. I, I, I don't know his statistics, but I would probably think that he had multiple thirty goal thirty point seasons, maybe in, into a forty. Um, yep, he I'd say that kept the top players very honest. He was nasty. Yep. He, he, mm-hmm. he, there was a lot of chirping from him on the ice. Like I love the way he played. Yeah. I kind I of totally feel like agree. I played a little bit like him. Um, but I really liked kind of the way Bieksa handled himself, um, in the skilled part of, of the game. A lot of similarities between, between you and him. A lot of similarities. No question. He, you know what? He had, uh, yeah, he had 42, 43, 44 points. Uh, yeah, wow. he, yeah, 42, yeah. 43 and 44 points. Yeah. Like not in That's a row, it. but yeah. How but many, I mean, how many 30 point seasons did he have? Uh, well, okay. So he had 22 points in 55 games. That's a 30 point plus season. He had 22 points in 66 games. That's a, that's a 30 plus season. Um, 12 points in 36 games. That's very close. You know, that's a point every yeah. three games. That's, that's, that's that's uh yeah, I mean yeah, he's he, I, I'm looking at him now, he's six one and he's hundred and ninety-seven pounds, a two hundred pound guy. He's not real big from Grimsby, Ontario. Just uh yep. that's gotta be yep. you know in an hour, uh an hour from here. But um yep. what a hell awesome, of a player. Awesome what a hell of a player. Awesome he was. player. Anyway, yep, I don't know how absolutely. we got into the Kevin BX uh we, Yeah, because I told fest. you about watching the fight. I thought you oh, told you yeah. about watching the fight between him and him and did you see? Did you see it, Petey? Did you see his tooth come out of his mouth? No, they might have fought a couple times. I, I didn't. I didn't see it. I mean, it it, it didn't do a slow look motion. Close. You got you got to look close. It's it's one of the coolest things ever. It's you know that that typifies how tough Kevin Bieksa was because he just kept that. He didn't even flinch. He didn't even flinch as his tooth came flying out of his mouth. 
I uh, I love how how Craig's like I don't know how we got in that conversation about Kevin. It's like just a conversation, man. Let it roll, hey. Hey. <laughs> well, hey, if it's way, not scripted, about, if it's not scripted, it's not for ribs. Yeah, but we're talking about tough. We're talking about toughness, right? And and how the game has changed. Like, what the, what the hell is is Brad is Brad Marchand thinking? You guys sent me that video, and I'm just I, I'm I was just shocked. I thought that that shit was gone out of the National Hockey League, and I thought Marchand was done with stupidity like that. So is what is what he did that bad? Is what to the listeners? Do you think it's that bad? To the listeners, describe what happened last night. Okay, so so I didn't see how it started, but Marshand obviously or Marshan Marshan, however you want to you know just pronounce his last name, um, got really irritated um, with Pittsburgh goaltender and came after the whistle after he had covered the puck came out of the side and punched him dead in the head and he went down. Then they, you know, he still being, you know, the little ball of hate keeps yapping and bitching and yelling and gets taken away by the referees. He still keeps trying to get back. He's yelling at all the Pittsburgh guys. Then he skates by who's the goaltender for Pittsburgh. This was Jari. Yeah. So Jari. So he skates by again and the referee has him, but he takes a little hard lean to the, to the right. And, and totally hits him in the face mask with the stick. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know the the goaltender's protected and all, but it's just the mentality of hitting somebody in the head with your stick that kind of bothers me in terms of, you know, I mean, the National Hockey League doesn't need that kind of shit. And yeah, so Pierre LeBron uh, last night tweeted out that uh, from the NHL player safety, Brad Marchand in brackets, will uh, offered an in-person hearing. So what does yeah. that mean? That's six Min- games or more. Five. Minimum of yeah. five. Yeah. Minimum of five. Yeah. But that does yeah. that mean he's guaranteed five? Yes. Does that mean he's guaranteed five? Yes. Especially with his, especially with his history. He has major history between kissing people, um, you know, low hits. Slew uh, foots. Slew foots. I mean, he has... A so is he getting susp- is he going to get suspended, Jr. Because of the punch to the head of Jari, or the antics Six. after where he skates around the pile of players that are that are engaged? He skates around. He has a referee on him. The referee is physically trying to move you know brad marchand away from jari because brad marchand is going towards jari and brad marchand as he's getting shoved away by the ref who's taking a lot of energy to do it tries to jab the blade of his stick into the face of the goaltender i said to you this morning he got him he got him him. it you know it didn't do any damage it's not the point it's the intent. intent And he is going to get, he's going to get some games for this. You think 10 for that? Yeah, this is why. This is why. Because he has, in, in his past, has had such, um, a, 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 such controversial and kind of disturbing um, suspensions for acts of stupidity, almost to the, to the point where it's like, you know, come on, enough is enough. Like we, we can't see this anymore. And the fact that he went back to it again 
the I think the harshness and and the, the ugliness of his other suspensions teamed with the actions and his persona during this this whole thing. I don't think the punch in the head was that bad. You see a punch in the head all the time, but yet you do it to an unsuspecting goaltender or person. I mean, the optics aren't good, but the optics are absolutely disgusting watching him skate around, yell at everybody, who knows what he was screaming, and then have the, have the audacity to continue and with, like you said, with somebody taking him off to want to, to inflict pain with a stick to the head. Now, whether he's going to do that or not, the, the attitude of doing that is it, it's, it's something that the, the sport doesn't need. And I just think his past history with how stupid his past suspensions were and because of his attitude that this, you know how many times Brad Marchand has been suspended in the national hockey league. Six, when I had, right? when I, six, six times for Am a total right? of 19 games he's been, and he's also been fined three times. So he's been suspended for six and he's also been fined, which could have been a suspension, but they elected to maybe go a little bit easier on him. He was fined three times. I'm just two games for elbowing uh, RJ Umberger, three games, five games for a low bridge on Sammy Sallow. I mean, Two games for a slew fit on Derek Broussard. Which is three awful. games for clipping. The hell's clipping mean? It's on a Mark like Borber. As, it's kind of the same as like a, a like a, a low bridge low. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like a low bridge hit. Yeah. Clipping. Yeah. Three games for that one. And then uh, he had a he had a fine in 2006. He had two games suspension for spearing in 2000. I mean, five games elbowing Marcus Johansson. I mean, see what he's going know, to get. I said to you guys, I said, is it really that bad? Because, you know, I'm trying to stir the pot over here. And I, I did you see him slip in between the post and the ref and just slip that jab right off of Jari's head? Like, was yeah. it a hard punch? Uh, I don't know. I mean, a shot to the side of the head like that to an unsuspecting person with a glove on. You can get a bell ringing from that. I mean, I'm not, you're not going to maybe knock him out, but you're going to get a bell ringing for that. And then you got, the, and then you got the stick up by his throat, and I'm just like, where do we draw the line on this guy? I, how? I mean, the league has to do something. And you know, it's you know, it's too bad too, because he's 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 one of the he's one of the best players in the league too, and he he just he just crushes his his reputation when he does stuff like that. And we we were talking about this, you know, on air a couple of years ago when he was when he got suspended, and it's like you know the stupidity of what he does. I'd like to know what what sparked it like what did jari say that got well something so happened earlier angry. in the game i think jari went and scooped up the puck and then brad marchand went in and kind of knocked the puck off his stick and caught it and then skated away with it and threw the puck away like he was just doing antics like that but i don't know what it what sparked it with jari uh particularly in that in- instance at the end of the game like there was 20 seconds left it was a 4-2 hockey game you know so it's like Something you're right. Something obviously happened earlier, but I mean, and I don't know, I don't know what it could be. I mean, I really have no idea. But uh, the only thing I saw was uh, was Jari go and try and scoop the puck up, and then Marchand skated behind the net and knocked it off his stick, caught it in the air. It's kind of funny, actually. Like I was, 
you know, and I was, I was chuckling at that, but then you, you, you see the follow-up of this and it's just like, yeah, my does God, that, does, does that, does that, does that require that kind of retaliation? No. I mean, and that's why I think, that's why I think this is, this, this could be a, a 10 gamer because it, it, his whole reaction and, you know, just the way he was yelling and screaming and, you know, being, being escorted off and still making his way back. It's, it was too much of a, uh, of a craving to hurt, to, to cause pain on somebody. That's, I mean, that's what's in, in his mind to me. So for clarity, it, this means, so Marshawn looking at five plus potentially in person doesn't guarantee, uh, just makes it an option. So there's no, what do you think he's going to get Petey? Uh, I think he's going to get three games. That's yes. I hope it's more three games. I, I, I hope it's more. I, but I think he's only going to get three games. Somehow I feel like Boston players don't necessarily pay the penalties that they should. If you know what I mean? Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if there's, we'll see if there's a double standard between superstars and, and, you know, average shows. We'll see what they think, but um, I, I don't. I mean, seven to ten to me, I think is is probably well within the realm of what's going to happen. Seven to ten. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be six. If you have an in in person hearing, you're you're not guaranteed to get five. But if you're having an in person hearing, that means you're getting five. And yes. I would say that because he is a repeat, multiple time repeat offender. Um, I think he's going to get a little bit more than the five. So I'm going to go with a six game suspension. And the reason why I say that is, you know, Boston, as much as, you know, Petey, you talked about, you know, how Boston seems to, they seem to be more lenient, maybe on certain teams. Boston's a huge, huge revenue team in the national hockey league. And they would love nothing more. The league would love nothing more than to have the Boston Bruins in the playoffs. That being said, they are in sitting in the second wild card spot currently right now. They're in a very favorable position. Okay. They're, they're nine points up right now. They're nine points up on Detroit, which is the next team. And they also have three games in hand. I think they're going to come down hard on Brad Marchand because they know that it's not going to affect Boston, not making the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Um, Okay, so you say six, I'll say seven, and you say three, PG. Right? That's what you're no. saying? Yes, okay. I said three. So, JR, you're yeah. saying seven? Yeah, I'm saying seven. Okay. Yep. You know, another, uh, you know, in reading that article about Brad Marchand, who has an in-person hearing, there's also another player that is going to be having an, a hearing um, after last night's antics and there was quite a uh, spirited match between minnesota wild and and the uh, winnipeg jets um at one point in the game marcus felino got absolutely lit up by dylan defenseman for winnipeg and immediately you had two fights uh, ensue you had uh, jordan greenway went after dylan and fought right away after the hit. Um, and uh, Marcus Felino ended up fighting Lowry. So you had four very, very big men throwing the bombs. 
Um, it was very spirited. I like to see it. Um, you know, you're going to have some, uh, media people, uh, that, uh, do not like the fighting after a hit, but Hey, they have their opinion. I have mine. I love to see the reaction from, uh, from Greenway standing up to, for Dylan on that hit. And then you have Marcus Foligno who is super pissed off ended up going after Lowry. That was fight number one. But later on in the third period, midway through the third period, there was another fight that happened between, again, Felino and Lowry. And apparently in the fight, after it was done, they went to the ground. Um, they were still very, very, uh, you know, Felino looked like he wanted, uh, wanted blood. Anyway, apparently he might have need lowry while they were on the ground so he's going to have a hearing for that and talk about that so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that i i saw the video but i could not see did felino receive the pass at center ice was the pass coming to him or just just over his blue line he received it he kind of was looking back made a play but right away he got absolutely laid out by. So, uh, so it was a, so it was a good hockey. It was a good hockey hit. Uh, sure. In my mind, yeah, so I think thing- it's a great hockey hit in another, in, in another sense, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to have the people that want, you know, body contact completely out of the sport like Petey that, you know, <laughs> it's the, it's the intent to go out and try and smoke somebody who's not suspecting the hit and Felino was not sus- well, the, suspecting the hit, well, but he should, because he's in the middle should. of the You're ice. Coming through center ice. You go through center ice. And I learned that you don't, you don't receive a pass going in the same direction while looking back for the pass. That, that is just, and I, I wish a lot of young kids would learn this simple rule. Don't skate the same way while you're looking back as the puck is coming to you, because the next thing you know is the guy's going to step up and, and crush you. It happened to me in 1991. I got a pass from Steve Larmer coming out of the zone. Same way. I'm coming across the red line. I'm looking back and here comes Jimmy Johnson. Boom. Like lights out. Yeah. Lights out. This, that's my the my thing that is I ended up uh, in, the, in the locker room 15 minutes later. I had no idea how I got there. I need those hits are going to be those hits are going to be gone in 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 five years. And, and the, the reason the, why I say that is because Brendan Dillon is one player that is kind of like the still old school mentality where he wants to seek and destroy. Yeah. But the players nowadays are not taught to do that, nor are they that type of player. Like you, you Henry. Why is this hit the, necessary? Because like why? Hockey. Why is it not necessary? Is the question? Because it's hockey. Because it's hockey, Petey. Why is it hockey. not necessarily? I want to see I more of it. You think, think I want to watch yeah, Henry Yoki Haru skate backwards all game? Think I want to see Mark Pissick just skate backwards all game? I want to see seek and destroy. I want the other team is your enemy. They're not your friends. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm the same way as you. I'm the same way as you, Riff. It's hockey. And the reason why hockey is such a popular sport, why people go to watch, is because they are in awe of the, of the physicality that they play in. 
Tell me why you want hitting out of hockey, Petey. Just tell us why. I didn't say I want hitting out of hockey. I didn't say you have said that. No. Okay. This is your, you, you excel at like your typical media. You jumble everybody's words. I excel at talking the truth. Like you want, you ask me a question. Let me answer it. So go ahead. I, I'm I'm fine with a guy with the puck along the boards and a guy going and body checking him against the boards. Like, you know, like, you know, lean on him, eliminate the body, but the open ice hits are, you know, like Marcus Foligno last night. I, I don't even need, I've been hit like that. I've been hit like that in every league. Okay. I've given hits like that and I've been hit like that. And I can tell you that your body is jolted. Your brain is jolted, Right. And that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, why, why are we, are we, putting, why, we just take the, play, why don't we take the, the toe game? drag out of hockey too? We'll take body checking. And that's what we'll people the want. They out. want the toe drag. That's the well, problem. Some are you kidding me? Hit, what, what hits too? Where have you been? What planet have you been on? It, you're like, you know, like Nanu Nanu, like what, what is going listen. on here right now? Hey, so listen, you don't think people want to see body contact? Hundred percent. I didn't say they don't want to. I'm asking if it's necessary. I'm asking if those types of hit are necessary. Completely obliterating a guy as he's skating through the middle and not looking. Is it necessary today with what we know? Is it necessary to do the Michigan? Is it necessary to do the Michigan to flip a puck up on your stick, go around to the other side, and and do a lacrosse type play? We're not playing lacrosse, playing hockey. But listen. That is part of the game. These young guys yeah, are evolving yes, the game. Yes. Michigan, I want to see more of it. I couldn't do it, and I still can't do it, and I couldn't do it when I was a player, and I couldn't do it when I was a kid because that's something that I did not practice, not one yeah. single time yeah. in, in my entirety of my whole career from the time I was seven years old when I started to skate all the way till when I finished hockey. I still can't do it. But here's the thing. I coach a 13U Junior Sabres team here in town, Okay. Every, every one of these kids, every one of these kids can do this and spin around, pick it up and whip the thing top shelf. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Because they practice it. They're watching guys like, uh, Trevor Zegras, who's doing special different things. But here's the thing. We're not going to take out parts of the game that are the reason why there's excitement and, and a little bit of danger in the game is in a good, solid body check. Right. And PD, do you think, do you think when that hit happened in the game, do you think that it was quiet in that building? No, no, listen, no, okay, that, no. that, that building, that building erupted and people loved it regardless. And by the way, you played the game. I played the game. Riv played the game. We all played the game knowing, knowing the dangers of playing this game, knowing how physical it is, knowing that you could get hurt. Right. That's what, that's what makes the game so great is because we have taken that risk into our lives to go out, play the game, the game that we love to entertain and to play an old fashioned. Uh, that was part of the rush an old risk. Game. Good word, JR. There's a little bit yeah. of risk playing our game. It was fast. 100%. It was physical. It was skilled just like today's game. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah. Like I look at that hit last night, you have Dylan step up, make a huge body check. And I, all everything that's going through my mind is Marty Biron sitting there saying to me, Ned shouldn't have to fight after that hit. He shouldn't have to fight after the hit. 
bullshit. He should be yeah. fighting. That's why. That's why Jordan Greenway is it's sticking up for his teammate. It's called accountability. It makes your team stronger, and it's something that the Buffalo Sabers have lacked for ten years. It's almost like it's almost like someone in the organization here in Buffalo is saying we don't want any physicality we don't want <laughs> any fights we want yeah. just fast skilled hockey well guess what yeah. i believe They've those got- conversations for some reason i believe those conversations have actually there has to no 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 i would i would have said i don't know I if it comes said, from ownership because there's been so many gms and coaches over the years in the same style of team i don't know where it comes from but i mean like 10 ply toilet paper is that they should change their their uh name to I, I I agree. I agree. And I just well, look at this situation and it's like this, th- the fans that are watching this game are electric, massive hit players sticking up for each other. You got two fights at once with big, strong men that no one got injured, but the excitement and the passion and the electricity in that building, I would have loved to be there. I would have loved to be there. Because if you don't, if you don't have that stuff, what do you, are, are you just, are they just going to go there to cheer goals? Are they just going there to cheer a really dynamic move like the toe drag and the flip over the net and the, and the Michigan and all that stuff? Because that stuff doesn't happen all the time. The physicality of the game, I think, really draws the fans into because they don't deal with that in a regular basis. And we do, right. It's seeing that punishment, seeing somebody get hit like that, seeing a really well-designed or, uh, you know, just timed hit like yep. Dylan did last and night. What, are Listen, we, what, hockey. what were we JR? What were we? Uh, what were we when we played? I can, I can give you're, you a lot you're, of a, you're a hockey you know. player, but what are you there to do? To win. That's it. No, there, no, that's just a product of being a hockey player. What are you there to do? You're getting paid $9 million in Philly. What are you there to do? Entertain, entertain, entertain. entertain. Let me tell you something, Petey. There's a lot of people like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that come and watch mm-hmm. the game to watch Claude Giroux dangle and saucer and just nip and tuck and the whole shooting match. And you got guys that are scoring goals. You got guys that are right now doing the Michigan and flipping pucks over the net or there. Then there's other parts, thousands of people that are looking for that energy, that physicality. They're there to watch not only the, the, the top-end guys with their skill set, but the third and fourth lines can still be – there's people that love, and I mean love, Marcus Foligno in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. There's people mm-hmm. that love yeah. mm-hmm. Nick Delorier in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. There's people that love – Right now, uh, a, a guy like Ryan Reeves in Vegas when he played there. And now there's yeah. people, thousands of people that love to see the open ice physicality. There's, you have to, you're, you're marketing to not only one, one um, fan. Let me be clear for a second. Let me just clarify one thing, okay? I love the hit by Dylan. I appreciate and respect the art of it, the risk of it. I question the necessity of it. That's all I ask. That's the only thing I question is, and, and you said necessity, it, right? The necessity, this necessity of it, it's called 
hockey. It's hockey. But why are you doing it? The question is, why, why would Dylan, in his mind, why is he doing that to an opposing player? Why do you think? He wants it, what to do you hurt mean, him. Is it a necessity? He, no, he yeah. wants to make the other team feel uncomfortable. And if you f- make an, another team uncomfortable, that gives your percentage of winning goes up. It's a great, great point. That's a great this point. This is about winning hockey games. I don't, that's why it, yeah, I don't give a shit about, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Kyle Connor and, and Mark Shifley. They're super guys. They're going to win you games. They're going to win you games, but the Lowry's and the Dillon's and the Felinos and the Greenways that play a different style, they are pieces to the puzzle that make your team great. And you need to make other teams feel uncomfortable because if you're playing against a team that feels really uncomfortable, that means they're playing at their peak. And that means you have a, a, a lower chance of winning that hockey game. Physicality are ways to make people feel uncomfortable. Putting Alex Ovechkin on the ice on, on a power play makes you feel uncomfortable. It's about winning hockey games. Yeah. And you need and, and all it's, different it's a great pieces. Po- yeah, it's a great point because if you, and listen, there's one, there's all these talented players, if they feel really comfortable, they're going to do things and they're going to try things and they are going to feel like it's going to be a point fest. You put a little question into their mind that they are going to get hit. They are going to get slashed. They are going to get hurt. They are going to feel pain and it's going to be continuous. That's why the teams that play a tough, hard, in your your face brand of hockey, that's why they're tough to beat. It's not because the other team, because they have talent. It's because they play a very frustrating and intimidating style that might not allow those talented, talented players to play at their peak talent because there's always something in the back of their mind that says, Hmm. And how many people have you ever heard that say they sit near the glass or have glass seats? One of the reasons why it's the best seat in all of sports to watch is because when those bodies come flying down at 20 miles an hour and those big hits come on the glass and the glass bends and the sound comes out and these people on the glass see and hear and almost feel the the punishment that's going on. It's like, holy shit, that's hockey. I mean, and yeah, I I I, I love that aspect of the game. And I, you know, there's, I get, there's a, a lot second. of beer league guys right now. There's a lot of beer league guys right now that fly around, score hat tricks, think to themselves, you know what, man, I I, I uh, with a little bit more training could have made the show, you know. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, get. You get them down by the glass, like down at ice level, because sitting up in with the pigeons are, is a very, very different game than watching it on TV than to being down right by the glass. When you're down by the glass, you have a new found appreciation for the speed, the size the power, the physicality, the skill set, everything. You have a completely different outlook on the game of hockey. And you realize, wow. Wow, wow. These guys are pretty darn good. I'm going to tell you guys a story about my son. My son was a really good hockey player uh, as he was uh, growing up, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. At 11 years old, my son asked me this one question. And I don't know what made him ask me this question, 
but it was it was for an 11 year old it was a pretty intuitive question he goes he goes dad can you break your neck playing hockey and i said of course you can i mean it's happened and it's a possibility and i remember my son had his fingers like this because he always asked when he thought he he, he was just kind of like this and he was thinking about it and thinking about it and from that moment on his his desire and interest of being a hockey player kind of subsided and he picked up golf a lot more, but he made that kind of decision. I mean, he still played hockey, but not, he didn't want to reach it to the level maybe that I was or continue it because always in the back of his mind, he's like, you know, this is a pretty dangerous sport. And you, <laughs> my life is a little bit more important at 11 years old. It's not that he didn't love hockey. He loves hockey more than anything. He just made that decision that, Hey, I can get seriously hurt playing this game. And I think all of us had to have to make that decision at some point. We all chose to, you know, to accept it and go to reach our, you know, our goal, the National Hockey League. But that's what makes our game so great is that it, bring, it entails everything that a lot of people can't do. Fight. Get hit hard. Endure yep. the pain that we do. <clears throat> Skate on two blades while people are chasing you, trying to mow you down. I mean, it is the, the hardest game to play for so many different reasons. And I think that's why people are drawn to it. Yeah. I got to, I got to bring this up before, before we go. Gary Benton, when he woke up this morning, how big would the smile on his face? I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to hear why. Yeah, what, why? Well, Alberta has ended the vaccine passport program in, in uh, the province of uh, Alberta, which means that, uh, you know, the Flames and uh, Edmonton. the Edmonton Oilers will now be able to have people go fans. to the game with fans. They will be in a situation that uh, they're going to be able to put a lot more people in the building. Now, I think right now there is still, um, I think it's a 50% capacity in the buildings. But that being said, I think those restrictions are going to start to lessen in the next little while, and you will have full um, buildings moving forward in Alberta and you just think of the revenue that's going to be coming from the Edmonton yep. Oilers and, and the Calgary flames and Toronto. Maple Gary Bettman's got to be very, very pleased with this decision from Alberta. Yeah. And by the way, thank, thanks to whoever has the common sense of making that decision because you're, we're seeing all across the world, people are fed up and they're done with this shit. I mean, that truckers, that, that, that trucker strike up in Canada is creating a massive problem. And, 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 the, and the idiot fucking stupid-ass Trudeau, um, who doesn't seem to give a shit about anybody, at some point is going to have to say, we, we have to stop the thing. He has to. And, you know, good for the truckers, man. Good for the people yeah. standing up. And, and this is not about this here. is not about vaccination. The truckers no, has it's, it's not about, about vaccination. Freedom. People need to realize freedom of choice is what this is about. 
It's about yep. choosing. And, 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 and if you're, if we're going to continue to go down the rabbit hole, they're going to take as much as they possibly can this government. And, and right now it's about freedom of choice. You know, if you want to get yep. vaccinated, you get vaccinated, you feel protected. That's, that's basically yep. what it's all about. You know, you can be well, triple, listen, to, triple boosted it, and, and, and be apparently you, you can be, you can be um, protected. We're seeing the, the fights begun, right? The fights begun. Everybody was submissive for a year and a half, two years. They went along with it. But now we're finding out that everything that they were telling us was a falsehood, was a lie. It was a lie. The masks protect you. The, you know, the, the stay-at-homes protect you. The, the vaccine will protect you. It's all fucking bullshit. And people are starting to wake up. And they're starting to fight back against the lies. So when you fight back against the lies, you, they, they, will, they will slowly diminish and go away. The people who are really loud, like um, I, I, I say the liberal left or the controllers, look what Spotify is doing with Joe Rogan. Okay. Neil Young comes up. You're going to take my music off if, if you're not going to have them. See ya. See you, Neil. Here's all your music back. The CEO comes out and say, we're going to support Joe Rogan, we're going to take 70, 70 shows off you know, to make sure we have the right stuff on the platform. But moving forward, Spotify is not, is not caving to the woke bullshit of the people that are trying to get him ousted. Even the, even the White House is trying to get Joe Rogan off of Spotify. The fact is, when we start having people fight back against the woke bullshit, it'll start deteriorating and when more people need to fight back against it hell yes to the truckers hell yes to spotify to keep free speech alive you know you got to fight you got to battle yeah listen i mean you you have canada in in general they they have the highest one of the highest vaccination rates in the world in the world um and right now this is not about the vaccination this is not about the vaccination. This is about being able to exercise your own right, your own do what you do for your 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 own body and your own family. And you know, your, your we freedoms, need to, Riv. The freedoms, freedoms be able to move because, forward. Because if you give, if you give, the people that are taking continue to take. And they'll keep adding to the to the to the list. You you they will take as long as as the people give and sub, and submit. So there's got to come a time where you, you have to say enough is enough because they will continue to take, 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 take. They will not stop until they are confronted and and fought against. And that's what's happening now. I just want to read yeah. you guys a headline here. Uh f- from CTV News, I'll give you the date in a minute. Uh, hospitals overwhelmed by flu and norovirus patients. You know what year that was from? 2013. <laughs> it's like it just—it's like surgeries postponed due to severe flu cases overwhelming Toronto ICU. 2018. You know, it's like, well, I, I, it's, it's crazy. And I, and I agree with you, Riv, about, um, you know, Canada needs to get back to life and it's going to be great for the national hockey league because 
It's going to be great for the players. Um, because we know great for, it's going to be great for the people of Canada to be able yeah. to go out and eat game and, yeah. and go visit family members and go and travel again out of the country and all of these restrictions, you know, listen, I mean, it's to be able to, to, to understand that, you know, there, there has been things done to try and help the spread of this virus, but we're two years into this. And now we're still talking about vaccine passports up in Canada. I mean, you look at the United States, there's, there's 39 states right now that are, that are completely open mm-hmm. with no mandates, Yep. which means that there's others that still have mandates. But I mean, it's, um, I just hope that, yep. uh, I hope that I can, it's, uh, it's coming. It's coming. I hope I can see my parents. I haven't seen them in two yep. years. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Been, it's been tough. Yeah, it's coming. There's no question. I mean, hockey is 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 a Canadian's pastime. They want to go to the buildings. They want to live their life. They want to watch the game in person that they love. And and I'll, I'll tell you that you know we need to save the league too, man. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody uh, a couple weeks ago, and this person said to me, "It's not out of the realm of of believability that hockey could." disappear as one of the four major sports financially. Wow. Wow. And God, God help everybody if that ever happens. Right. And seeing the state of the league right now with the players being, you know, in debt over a billion dollars to the league, you know, their revenue has just been decimated over the last two years. They need, they need a change. They need something. You think there's too many uh, teams in the league? Petey brought this up uh, the yeah. other day. We, yeah, we talked about we talked about it. You know, watered watered down watered down hockey a little bit. Okay, um, and there's been I will say this: there's, there's more incredible hockey players that are coming into this league. That being said, there's enough talent. Yeah, there's enough talent to go around. Yes. Like, what happens if you get rid of uh, like Arizona? Right. Arizona is, I mean, they're bleeding the NHL. Yeah. Right we, now. we talked, we talked about this on, I think a couple episodes ago, we, I think we rattled off four teams that you could probably, you could probably, you can two, two from the West right now, JR, Arizona, Anaheim. No, Anaheim. Yeah. Yep. Anaheim, two from yep. the East. I don't care how Lord, good care. I don't care how well Carolina is playing, but still they're, they're, you know, $15 seats aren't doing anything for revenues. Florida. Get, Florida. Get rid of Carolina, get rid of Florida. Now we're down to 28 teams. Like, Mm -hmm. like now you take, now you take those players from those four teams. Right. And you put them into the mix of other play, other teams and think about how, how much talent, how much better the teams will get and how much more competition you'll get. Yeah. You're spreading, you're spreading a hundred players throughout, you know, the other, the other 28. Right. I I, I personally, I I mean, like the NBA only it'll, has 30 teams. Why does the it, NHL have 32? Happen. Yeah. It'll never happen because again, it's all about the Benjamins, man. It's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. So, well, you know, you're, well, you have Seattle that comes in and spends, spends $650 million plus another 800 million to build the stadium. And that all goes into the pocket to the owners. You think they're going to give that back? No, not a chance. Not a chance. Mm-mm. No. And you know what? And here's the other thing too. Um, Gary Bettman 
will never let teams fail or fold on his watch. I mean, look at Arizona, for example. The fact that that they still have a team there, Jr. I know you're. I know you love that location and everything, but that's. Is that really a hockey market? Is it a hockey market? Like someone you know, said, you, oh, you can ask enough. Austin Matthews. Well, I mean, okay, so he's one great player that's come out of Arizona. Great, but I mean. What does it mean what's, the hockey market? Yeah, it doesn't mean the market's great. Doesn't mean players. Doesn't mean that the business of the game coming out of Arizona is is solid. Yeah, I, you know, listen, and this is what's even crazier. Sorry, Mr. Um, no, what's even crazier is the fact that even if Arizona doesn't belong there, why is that? And and the and granted, the building's half empty all the time. Why is Arizona being sold for $500 million, $550 million like that? So not only will Gary not want to get rid of Arizona, but either he's going to have it as 550 million. Cause he wants to keep up that, that, that threshold of an, of an ownership of a team or do they sell for 200? And he says that they're worth 550. Right. So it's all, it's all a, a, a money play. That's and the money thing. You mentality. can't, you can't sell Arizona for $550,000, even if that's the price. That you well, you might be, you, they've been you losing, might be able to get five. They've been losing 50 million a year. Yeah. Like how be, do you, how do you sell that. a team in the national hockey league? That's been in the league for years. When you have Seattle that came in that sold for 650 million. Wouldn't that be, the lowest team in the league. Well, they should have just yeah. moved Arizona to Seattle for starters, but I tried. What do you mean? You I tried? tried. I tried. I tried in like 2011, 2012 to try to acquire them and see if we can get them to Seattle, but it never worked out. Do you think they'll ever be a team in, in uh, Quebec again? No. Not as long as Gary Bettman is there. Do you not think that that's a, is that not a moneymaker? Like you look at all of the top revenue teams in the league, besides the Rangers, Chicago, you know, probably Boston, I would think would be up there, but top revenue teams are all from Canada. Well, I heard, I heard the story that, um, you know, that they were trying to get a team back. Hartford was trying to get a team back. Quebec was trying to get a team back and Bettman wasn't going along with it. So Quebec, went ahead and built a brand new stadium, assuming that if they built the stadium, that yeah. they would get a team back. And, and that pissed Gary off something fierce. And, and, you know, you, you piss off Gary, you're not going to get back in. Right. And I just think that they tried to backdoor a way to get a, uh, a team. I think, I think what you could see is a team like Arizona, moving to a place like Houston, because I know Fertitas is want want to have a hockey team in Houston. So I mean things like that I think are on the table. Teams that are struggling that will move, but I don't see any new teams coming on or teams getting eliminated. Teams How won't many get years eliminated. Do you see just... Gary Bettman uh in his position? How many more years? He's been doing this for how many years? I don't know. I think he's twenty he like him. He was, he came in in, in, in 90, like around 90, did he not? 92, like 92, 92. Yeah. So I think he does one more bargaining agreement and then kind of 
I think from there, he'll probably 69 years old right now, 69 years old. He could, he could probably do this another five, 10 years. Well, granted, Hey, Gary Bettman loves this job. You know why? Because he loves the notoriety. He loves the attention. He loves the power of controlling 750 players, controlling 32 teams and having the final say on everything. Gary Bettman loves that power. So to are, give that are you up, a Bettman fan? You know, I, I respect Gary. I really do. I know that I know he gets booed everywhere he goes, but you have to, you have to understand what Gary's job is. Gary's job is to protect 32 owners that put their money out there to create the sport, to allow us to play the game, to allow fans to watch the game. And his job is to protect their investment. Um, and he's done that tremendously well. When he came in, I think in 93, I think the revenue of our league was what was um, $750 million. What's that in, in 92? Yeah, it was like $750 it was million. Four, it, revenue. it was like, no, it was less than that. Because when I came in yep. in 95, um, the league ride revenue was like 400 million. So when he came in to where now before the pandemic, it was over $4.2 billion. So Gary has made the owners a lot of money. He's allowed the players to make a lot of money and all in all, I think he's done an, an amazing job of growing the game. And I don't think people, re- they, they just see what he's, what he's done throughout the lockouts, right? Locking the players out and taking the game away from the fans and so on and so forth. But I, I respect Gary. I, I think he, I think he rubs people the wrong way because the way he, he, you know, you know, he walks around like his shit don't stink. And, you know, he has that aura about him, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, Gary Bettman's a, a really nice guy, man. He's a nice guy, and you don't have to like him, but he's made the game better. Don't ask Chris Chelios what, what he thinks about Bettman because he'll give you a total answer. So everybody is not going to like Gary Bettman. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I think that guy has just been brilliant. I think he's done – he's had a, a very difficult uh, job in the last you know 30 years, but I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, you know, I appreciate what he's done because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here living, um, a great life largely because of what he's built over the last number of of years. And, um, you know, listen, I mean, he's for the owners and he's done, he's done a a marvelous job, uh, of, of building this league. So it's gone from $400 million when he started to now, you know, it was upwards of five, uh, 5 billion at, at one point. Yeah. Well, I'll say this from the business standpoint, brilliant from the personal standpoint and acknowledging, uh, the damage that the game has done to some of its players. I think he's missed the boat big time. Yeah. That, you can say that, that you can say, you can say that, you can say that in almost every sport. Baseball, yeah. football, basketball. Well, at least at uh, least again, in the NFL, though, they started to acknowledge it. I mean, Roger Goodell acknowledged the tie between hits to the head and CTE, and and you know the NHL just continues to deny that science. Well, they had to. So, well, but anyway, um, again, again, it all comes down to money. All comes down to money. It all Who, comes down whoever to money. Can, whoever can make the most money wins. 
Yep. So how much you pay for your teeth today? And by the way, that and by the way, that won't change. That won't. No, change the mighty dollar anything. will always win. I, I understand that. I understand always, that aspect always. of it. And you know, and we're fighting for the dollar too. You know, we'll do anything to make a bucket at times and and battle our asses off to do it. And sometimes, you know, you know, some people are not going to like the decisions that you make because to make a dollar. And that's just, that's, that's what life is all about. But how, what am I paying for my teeth? Nothing. Cause I have great insurance. I have great insurance. So all my teeth will be paid for via insurance. And thank goodness I do, because I've had a lot of dental work in my lifetime. Lots. Well, go have fun. Oh yeah. The, the fun and dentists do not, do, do, do not you need needles. Are you going to get needles today? Is that what's, is it just a cleaning? Oh yeah. No, I'll get needles because I got a totally. Oh, that's right. You know, got the you got the mold. You got to get fixed. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I just, we'll be I thinking just about wish, you today, wish, Jr. I wish my dentist had that happy gas. You know, you put the thing on your nose and they give you that that, that oxide, nitrous oxide, or whatever it is that that makes you go makes you go on a little vacation. Have you ever had that stuff? Yes. It's so good. So good. I love yes, it. I that's the only reason I like going. To, but this dentist doesn't have it, so. Damn it. I got to put my earplugs in, turn my music up real loud. I thought I really, really rich drill. guys had those tanks in their, in their house. They could, they could use them on their self at home. <laughs> well, they, 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 hey, there's a present that my wife can get me for, for Christmas. Thank you. That's a good, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Thanks for the time today, JR. Enjoy the dentist. Uh, awesome. You guys are great. Good show today. Bye. See you, man. Later, JR. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle. And at Craig Reve 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.